0: Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Greetings. Welcome to today's show. This is
1: Penda's Guide of Virtual Fitness Rehab
0: for Absolute Beginners. And today...
1: We are excited to welcome our guest Ray Bolden to the table. Hey, Ray.
2: Okay, you hear me? I can hear you, Hello? yeah. You hear me? Okay, good.
1: Okay, yes,
2: now I hear you.
1: That was okay. me. It's been a minute since I've done the show, so sorry. Uh, no problem. <clears throat> so we're welcoming Ray Bolden to the table to talk with us about the world of video gaming and uh, the culture, really, I wanted to share because, you know, you can see what's written about video gaming but unless you're a gamer um you're really not going to know about the culture and um and and it is important for us as extra gamers to know so uh ray what do you think a non-gamer or an extra gamer like me needs to know about gaming if i could start with that question
2: Oh, well. To be honest, I feel like gaming. For I feel like the non-gamer, I can say it can be a lot more welcoming. At the same time, It's like when vibes are great, it can be a great environment. So, especially I guess the standpoint of playing games with your friends, or even possibly finding a good single-player game to play, it's it can be very fun.
1: Well, um, you know, I, uh, I mean, you don't know this. I mean, you do, but the audience doesn't, but I'm not a game. I did not consider myself a gamer and um, I came into playing video games when the Wii came on board. So I, I'm, I came into gaming since the Wii generation and for me it was a fitness thing. And I, but you're a gamer
2: from when? What's your background in gaming? Oh uh, well, um, I started gaming when I was a little kid, and but it was it was casual. But I started off like when I was a kid, back when I guess the uh, original Nintendo NES was popular, and of course Super Mario and Legend of Zelda and Duck Hunt, of course, like.
0: Did you it get was a, a popular a, craze,
2: uh, and I wanted to take part in it. And honestly, I thought it was just going to be a fad, but it, like fortunately, it became a really big popular thing. So I'm glad for that.
1: Yeah, and and so when you when you say you use certain lingo, and if you're not a gamer, you don't understand, you know, gamer lingo. So give us kind of a, a overview on. What kind of gamer are you?
2: That there's there's types of gamers, right? Is that is that correct to say? Um, there like people like to separate themselves in different like types. There's like sub-genres of like subtypes of gamers. So like for example, like if you were to say you were a gamer, like the uh, experienced gamer would ask you what kind, and you could be like I play certain games like role playing games like Legend of Zelda, Pokemon uh, there's like fighting games like Street Fighter and Tekken um there's like so many genres um racing games, like fun racing games. you can be like like a sports gamer playing football and um FIFA and all that, so there's like so many genres, but I would like to consider yeah. myself uh right now uh I mainly play rhythm and fighting games. And I happen to be kind of decent at both.
1: And I guess when um, I'm a boomer, so people in my generation, when we think of video games, uh, our main objection is when you said fighting games. And I've seen, I've never played a fighting game. I've seen kids play the game, like, briefly. And I'm going to tell you, I was stunned. By the graphic violence. So, you know, that's when I think of video gaming and fighting games, I think of graphic violence. Is
2: that fair? Um, yeah, honestly, that is fair. Um, like I'm assuming if you're thinking about graphic violence, I'm the one game I'm thinking you're referring to is Mortal Kombat, which caused controversy. I think
1: it was an auto game, to... They still. Hmm. Death
2: Grand Theft Auto. That's what that's what they were playing. Oh, that's an action game. That's an action. That's a like a sandbox game. Um, that's an open world game where the main, I guess the main objective does involve like violence and shady things. Yeah. However, it
1: was really that, graphic, and these were kids playing it. These were kids, and they weren't. I'm not saying they weren't even all teenagers. I'm saying there was a range of ages there. I'd say they were all brothers, so I'd say ages from, like, seven to maybe the oldest. At that time, was, like, 13 or something. And I was stunned at the storyline and the graphics.
2: Um, Yeah, like, there are, like... Gaming rating systems for a reason, like there's a gaming rating system for a reason for certain games, and that's kind of on the parents' discretion whether or not they should let them play. And at the same instance, there are other games that are not about the violence, which can be really popular, as the games we do play. So...
1: Do you know what's popular now? What 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 would what, what would the regular kid, maybe somebody's kid, be playing now if they had a son, say 13 or 14? What would they be playing? Is that hard?
2: 13 or 14. Um, they would be playing. How would I be explaining? I would say the trend nowadays is honestly is kind of a violent one, but it's mainly. Well, I would say, um, first-person shooters and third-person shooters like battle royale games
0: mm-hmm. okay no i
1: i'm glad you're speaking frankly because i i want to speak frankly as well and and i can't mm-hmm. i'm not here to judge so i'm call me on it if i do start doing it mm-hmm. um no problem so um should we be worried if if my 6-year-old grandson uh says, uh, "Grandma, could you download uh, Tekken for me?" I don't even know what that is, but maybe you could tell us what that is because you say it a lot. Should I be worried? All right.
2: Um, Tekken is a 3D fighting game and it doesn't have it has violence, but it's not over the top like um um Mortal Kombat and it's not as violent, like, you You barely see any blood there, and plus it can be a little playful. It is over the top, but it's not, like, over the top graphic violent like that. However, like, if, if, she, if his grandmother was religious, then I would be honest about, like, the imagery that you would see because of the story, and it does involve, like, um, it does involve the devil. But, granted, it it uses that for a story and, I guess, for that match that certain theme.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, uh, you don't have kids, but if you did, would you let your kids, I mean, how would you control, would you try to control your child's gaming life?
2: Basically, I would tell them right now, because, like, from a Git Life standpoint, I was able to play violent games, and it never molded me to feel like I needed to be a violent individual. Like, I felt it as, okay, oh, I can do this, but I know I'm not going to do it in real life because there's consequences and repercussions for that. So I kept that in my mind that I would not try to do that. So if I put that, if those were available to my kid, I would let him know, like, the difference between virtual reality and real life.
1: I mean that's kind of obvious what kids your kids gonna roll their eyes at you like come on I know the difference and you know there's never apparently, been any no, no, like, in between uh, by, apparently between in the
2: past so in the pa- no because apparently in the past there's been like certain media effects where people try, like to blame video games for past actions and regardless of the environment like regardless of the environment being questioned Everybody just seems to think that Or everybody else who who is not in that Like culture seems to think that However Like this is like with all things The media they all have their influence So it's not just only video games And if it is video games We start off with Mario Brothers So basically I don't I haven't seen anybody like seriously Thinking about jumping on people And stomping them and getting points Mm Mm-hmm so you don't think video gaming Is a threat to our children And stuff Um, it, I feel like it can be But the same thing It has to be I feel like there has to be proper Like supervision And good judgment choices On the parent or whoever else Has the games available to them And that kind of matches the kids and, and, themselves Because I know kids are very mature these days so they'd be, I'm assuming they would be able to know, but I, like, at the same instance, there might be some, some other, like, other exceptions. I don't know.
1: I mean, you know, if I didn't know anything about gaming and my kid came to me, I wouldn't even know what they're talking about. They could probably talk me into it because I, I wouldn't know, you know what I'm saying? I'm clueless. And I I think that's, that's what I'm asking you. If you're a clueless parent, how do you get a clue? Besides listening to this to this conversation we're having, how would you get mm-hmm. a clue? Would you? How how would you try to see what your kids are up to?
2: Well, I would say the best. Well, the, I'm not gonna say the best case scenario, but the best case, well, kind of the best case scenario, because we're going into this era of video games, and this is kind of the time where people are growing up having video games in their life. So I would say, growing up in video, like video games, learn like the I guess everything that's happened around the environment and what they've learned. Of course, they would have their own views about it, and as much as they could probably implement it from, I guess from the way they lived, and they could see what they could try to do. Because even though there's a lot of violent games out there, there's a whole bunch of other alternatives that people could play too.
1: Maybe that's the answer is that we find a game where uh, you know everybody can play together at least so you can get a taste of the of the of video gaming I, I I hate what I did is I just dismissed the whole world of video gaming based on the news media and you know the science thing know oh, maybe video games are with- are violent, you know, and they they and I just said, oh, okay, and I just accepted and threw everything out. But like you said, there's such a wide range of games.
2: Uh, I, I, can I give an example? Like, by any chance, have you been, yeah. have you played like Candy Crush on your phone or anything, or or any of those type of games? Bejeweled.
1: I don't play any of those games. You know, I don't. I can't even fathom it. I don't have the patience. I don't. I tried to do Mario games with these kids that I was trying to convince to be extra gamers. But, you know, to me, it's like, are you kidding me? I, I'm going to, I want to bang my head against the wall. So no, I'm not one of those, but I know people who play that. Nadine plays that. She plays Candy Crush all the time. But I don't see point uh-huh. in it, but yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So I'm saying like like other like other games like for example like rhythm games, um, puzzle games, okay. uh, mm-hmm. various RPG elements like that do have fantasy violence, but it's not it's more of like you would consider it like Disney or DreamWorks kind almost. So there's there's various various games, but I guess like, this culture, like the culture like
1: I was surprised. Go ahead. I was up. I said you told me that surprised me that there is a storyline. I didn't think there was oh. any storyline to those violent things. I had no idea. I'm like, what is this about? It's so boring, you know, to me. What,
2: you know? Well, well, especially well, there's various things gamers used to be clamoring on about. If it like if it was it had to be the gameplay, um, the graphics. And then nowadays, the story, and especially games now, like, games nowadays, despite their violence and gameplay, everybody's, like, just, I guess, interested in the story, and they try, like, they, I guess, the game companies find a way to keep players immersed, and they're getting very successful at that.
1: Is it a, is it a storyline about nationalism? You know your country, or just personal gangs, or aliens, or Aries, so many but,
2: things, like so many things, oh. like it. They covered so many things. For example, okay. for example, I'll give I'll give you one thing. I'll just say they had this like a little intricate, like not intricate, but they had a thing like Grand Theft Auto. Despite his violence, despite his violence, it has a little. It's kind of a dark comedy, and it's kind of a satire, a, a little uh, over exaggerated satire. And this, like, for example, despite things they show, like it actually shows what they might think society might end up as, like being attracted to hyper violence. And like in the game, they had one of the main protagonist's son playing a really violent video game, and it was over the top. But basically, it's kind of hinting that this is what we've been playing, and this is what we expect, and this is what we like. And you
1: don't, I mean, you're an adult. You're a mature adult. I'm sure you see the news. You don't see our world reflecting the video game forecast.
2: Oh, <laughs> um, well, the thing is, like I said, I very, I I would look at the environment other than video games. Because I would see yeah. video games as an escape from that, mm. from what I've done. Because uh, this world has been harsh, especially critically, people like this. For example, I'll talk about it later, but at the same instant, if, if the environment's toxic, somebody might be. Like I guess how can I explain it? Just annoyed enough not annoyed enough, but sick and tired enough to reciprocate. That's it's more than just the video games and the violence. It's like I would say you have to look at the environment and everything else about that. Right. Well we can't just say video game.
1: I mean, and that may be the way to get your frustrations out in a safe, you know, way. Besides, you know, some other kinda of way. If that was your point, I don't.
2: I'm not sure. I, I, I would say, I would say this. Like, I guess a good way to get away from negative things is to find a hobby get things you're good at. And at the same instance, like video games. Like for me, I would say for me, it would be the way to supplement. And I was aware of the consequences of like doing like shady things, so I tried to. I tried not to do that, and that's used on my character. That's why I wanted to do. Anybody else Anybody else who would be aware of that would, I, I would assume would try to do the same thing
0: um,
1: We have Ten minutes left So I want to Move us a little bit into Dance Dance Revolution Okay Could you kind of tell us about Dance Dance Revolution What it is And you know Background
2: All right. Well, Dance Dance Revolution is a like a music based. It's a rhythm game, a music game, music rhythm game. And basically, um, when you see an arcade or when you see a dance pad, it has the four arrows, up, down, left, right. So you're supposed to hit them in accordance, like in accordance with the rhythm that might be playing. And your score is based on how accurate you are when stepping on the arrows on the beat. On um, in the song. And, and started it started where? Um uh, me I started in the arcade in Oak Tree, in the Oak Tree arcade in Oakland, California, about I think nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. And I remember like I used to play rhythm games, so I remember, like, Buster Groove. It wasn't like Dance Dance Revolution. It was more finger bass, but it was still fun. So when I saw Dance Dance Revolution, I thought I was going to be, like, dancing all on, like, freestyling, learning new dance moves and all that. And apparently and apparently seeing somebody play, like, it, I understood it wasn't like that, but the the way it was being played in, like, Really intrigued me that I wanted to start playing, and, and it, I started playing. And it took me a while to get used to it, but I kind of got the hang of it, and I became a fan. So that led me on to get get a console and buy those games so I could play them at home.
1: And you were playing on what system then?
2: Uh, well, I had, it was on arcade when I first played it, but when I got access to play it at home, I used to play the original PlayStation.
0: Mm. So, you did
1: practice on the dance pad?
2: Uh, like, yes, I did. I eventually got the dance pad, the dance pad and everything. However, I did prefer the arcade experience because, like, the thing is, like, it was just getting popular here, but, like, in Japan, it was really popular, so they had a whole bunch of songs that I really wanted to play that you couldn't play at the house. So. Then I had to wait for other like other installments of the game in order to get the game, because I only played the songs that I wanted. But as that was happening, they kept releasing more games. So with other with more songs I wanted to play, so I had to wait until like wait until like until the next console came out. So it was, it was kind of funny. No.
1: What's the learning
2: curve would you say for learning DDR? Um, it depends. Like, for example, all right, for example, playing like Dance Dance Revolution Fourth Mix, DDR Fourth Mix. That was one of the oldest installments that was on the PlayStation. Um, they, they had the air, they had this, they had the difficulty arrows and like like various arrows you had to use, and it was it was still fun like upgrading on to probably like six mix, six mix was they really started by like, implementing more like songs. That's when they started using freeze arrows. And so so it kinda of depends. I feel like arrows? freeze arrows, where you have to step, oh. step on the arrow and hold it. That wasn't that wasn't there in the old games. Oh.
0: <laughs>
2: so in the newer installments, they added the freeze arrows and implemented what you could do with those. And then different home consoles and everything they implemented different I guess different modes or you could, like different stipulations and everything as far as the arrows or different kinds of arrows too. So they've they've done a lot, like in a a long period of time. Basically I would say I would say it started in 1999, 2000 to 2018. That's like
1: 21 years almost. 20, 21. Years. How, how? Why is DDR still going on? You think? And is it how popular is it still? Who's playing it?
2: Um, I feel like there should I feel like there should be a resurgence because there's people that still play DDR. However, like it's. It kind of separates because the people that still play DDR still have a love for it and still like to play People who haven't been playing DDR for a while might not get the hang of it, especially everything how it just changes, and especially with new rhythm games, especially with new rhythm games out there. But it's still a good choice, still a great choice, and a great exercise. It is.
1: I yeah. That's why, and that's why you know I call it the gold standard of extra gaming because. It's such a great form of exercise and, and it's fun, like you said, and I did, you know, it's interesting about the freeze barrels. When I encountered DDR, I said, you know, I had to look at it as a game first and not an exercise first, because to me, it was so obvious. It was about exercising, but, or dancing, but, um, do you think it's dancing? Do you
2: think you're a dancer? Um. Well, from like looking back in the coach, like looking back and being in the DDR scene for a while, the thing is, like when you're good, like good at like getting good with the rhythm and the steps, you can eventually freestyle on it. Like you can actually do your own dance steps while doing the arrows, but that 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 takes a little bit more dedication, and you don't you honestly don't see that very often.
1: Oh, I can imagine. You probably have to memorize those arrows or
2: something, right? Well, I was back in a day where, like, for example, well, you know what I'm talking about, but, like, I used to go to the arcade in Hayward, California, and I used to see, well, I'm not going to try to stereotype, but I used to see Asians go, like, doubles, like doubles with stealth and shuffle. So they, like, they know when the arrows are going to be there. They couldn't see them. Until whatever, unless they unless they had it completely memorized, I don't understand. But they were doing some really extreme things back then.
1: Well, I mean that's what's happened. That's the only way I could figure out how they were doing this stuff. And at first, when I saw people playing DDR, like when we went to uh, Battle and Brew, and those people that were holding on to the bar and doing DDR like a thousand beats per minute. That just seems like mm-hmm. how is that called dancing? How could that possibly be dancing? But then when you told me about the freestyle and I saw some of the freestyle on YouTube, I see what you. It it totally is dancing. It totally is about dancing. But like you said, you have to be so good to be able to do it like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, and like, well I would say props to like the new games like Just Dance and Dance revolution like Dance Revolution. Where well dance evolution, where where they have games where you can like imitate certain dances, and if you like they have like motion sensors that which can detect detect your movements, so you can actually see yourself or match up with the dances. However, I feel like that kind of leaves out the a way of creativity because it's just giving you a limited amount of sets, despite how cool they might be. It might be lack of creativity. It doesn't give like anybody an open open option or opportunity, unless somebody can see through that. Like dance dance revolution is there. They have the arrows, but there are certain ways to get around it. It may take a while, but it it is a pleasant experience when you find that, when you figure it out.
1: I agree, and I found out how to dance, and it's so much fun. And I'm a dancer. And I tell you at first I said, "Oh my god, this game is crazy and it's not about dancing. Where's the rhythm? I couldn't figure out where the rhythm was because it was so bizarre and strange to me and I just could not wrap my head around it. It was like I had never seen anything like it. And so I just I just want to tell people that, you know, don't think you're stupid if you don't get it. It's it's a it's a very brilliant, genius invention. And um you know, thank goodness it's still going strong. Thanks, Ray. I'm going to wrap up the show. We're, uh, we're almost a minute until it's time to go, but I hope to have you back. Um, we're, thank you with your efforts in bringing the light to me, especially with Dance Dance Revolution. I don't know what I would have done. I would have still been uh, <laughs> probably trying to convince gamers not to play it like that and to play it like... <laughs> But I did that. Oh you no, know? I, I had a Gamer who, and I tried to get her to play like you know. Why would you play like a gamer? We 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 would do, we wouldn't do that in a fitness class. You need to play like you play like a fitness person. And maybe we'll talk about how I saw DDR as a fitness professional uh, next time uh, for the next show. But you no, no so problem. much, everyone.
0: Thank
1: you, thank you, thank you. And uh, talk to you again.
0: All right. thanks
1: for joining us everyone Um, I always learn talking to gamers it's been a long road for me uh, to even want to understand these gamers and I'm so glad that uh, the patience to hang in there and talk to you. Any questions to our Facebook page, We Fitness Examiner, thank you so much for joining us and stay tuned. Uh, I mean follow us to know when the next episode
0: is going to air. Peace